May all grace, mercy, and peace come to you in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Our gospel lesson, yes, Jesus calming the storm from Mark 4 will serve as the basis for the sermon today. You know, I can still hear my mom's melodic voice singing that classic children's nursery rhyme, row, row, row your boat. She used to sing that to me when I was a child, when I was upset or hurting. Her sweet voice singing to me to row my boat gently down the stream. Merrily, 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 life is but a dream. Ah, if that was only true. As I've certainly learned as I've gotten older that life is sometimes anything but a dream, right? Sometimes it's often a nightmare. Those gentle streams are sometimes raging rivers. Leave me to gasp for air or search frantically for a life vest as my proverbial boat is tossed about in a class five rapid. It seems like less frequently do I, or really we for that matter, encounter general streams in life. For Jesus' disciples, disciples what started out as a, a boat ride on a calm sea quickly turned into a nightmarish journey on a raging ocean. Let me ask you, what do you know about this account? Yeah, you hear this account from Mark and you think, oh, yeah, pastor, we get it, right? You know, it's, it's about the, you know, sitting on the boat with Jesus and be still, right? You know, we're going to encounter storms in life and yes, be still. Know that Jesus will calm those storms. This account from Mark is much more than faith and fear, though. It's those things for sure, but it's also understanding the bigger picture of who Jesus is and knowing our place before God. Now, we know that part of understanding who Jesus is and where our place before God is involves trust and faith. And it takes those two things for sure to heed Jesus' words that he speaks to his disciples that evening on the shore of the Sea of Galilee as he says, let us go across to the other side. Where, Jesus? <laughs> What's on the other side? Where are we going? What do you know that we don't know? Do they, I wonder if these disciples know what risks they're taking by going to this other side of this Sea of Galilee. Have they any clue what they're about to encounter? You know, like demon-filled people or, or 2,000 pigs filled with demons rushing into water, for instance? I mean, what if you knew that ahead of time? Would you get in that boat with Jesus? What if you knew that a storm was going to rage in the middle of a, an ocean? and you didn't know how to swim, would you get in that boat with Jesus? That, at this point, though, is unknown. And all they know is that they're crossing a body of water, and nothing other than a simple boat with Jesus, just as He was. Oh, and Mark indicates, though, that they're not alone. There's other boats out there with them. And so off they go, these disciples in that boat with Jesus, rowing gently across the sea. A sea, though, that will quickly turn into a nightmarish, raging chaos. You ever have one of those days where everything in one moment seemed hunky-dory? Business as usual, and then in the blink of an eye, your life was turned upside down? Perhaps you got that news out of the blue that you had a family member that passed away. Or that news from a doctor's office that wasn't so good. 
Or you're driving along on a calm day and somebody T-bones you in the middle of an intersection. Right? All those things now have taken you quickly out of the norm and thrown chaos into your life. And how did you feel in that moment? Not so good, right? Because things aren't what they were. It's like being in the boat with these disciples. Calm one minute, chaotic the next. Great winds, crashing waves, breaking into the boat to the point that the boat was filling up fast. And I can imagine the disciples were bailing water furiously, but probably not quick enough. I'm sure that the boats in those days certainly wouldn't meet the Coast Guard standards we have today. And amidst it all, there is our Jesus, sleeping comfortably on the only life vest that's available on the boat. Oh, well, maybe not a life vest, but it's a cushion. And he's sleeping calmly and comfortably. And then it happens amidst this storm, amidst the sleeping Jesus, the disciples lodge a complaint. They wake him up. Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Now, if I was Jesus, I'd be probably throwing him out of the boat for interrupting my sleep. How often has that happened in our lives? Gently rowing along, comfortable, and then a storm comes out of nowhere. And in trying to deal with it, we turn to Jesus, complaining, perhaps railing against him. Don't you care, Jesus? Why is this happening? Where's the justice? Kind of like a Job-like reaction when you think about it. Again, it's easy to focus on this account, the stormy account with these notions about it being about fear and faith only, about Jesus calming the storm in our lives. But I wonder, if we're only focusing on those things, I wonder if we're missing out on something else going on here. Perhaps it's not just about what happens on this raging sea during this journey that's taking place. Perhaps it's a bigger part of the overarching story of what Jesus is all about and who He is. It's about Jesus taking us over to the other side. Jesus taking us over to the other side is both earthly and it's cosmic in nature. It's earthly as it relates then to what we're called to do as His disciples. Carrying on His mission. Working towards the expansion of His kingdom. And that relates to the bigger cosmic journey as Jesus is Lord over all creation, as His works justify and reconcile all creation with God. And both of them involve faith and a bit of fear and a whole lot of trust. But they also both mean coming out of our comfort zones, out of the ordinary and going over to the other side that Jesus calls us to. Part of going over to the other side with Jesus means then we have to know our place before God. Now, after the disciples awoke Jesus and lodged his complaint with them, we all know that Jesus rebuked the storm, and he brings about a great calm. Yes, this is the same Jesus, just as he was when he got into the boat with the disciples. Now he's showing his lordship over all creation. But then after he does that, he rebukes the disciples, doesn't he? In a way, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? So in a way, he puts them in their place. I want you to recall Job's reaction in his interaction with God. And after Job rails against God and God puts Job in his place, God questions Job for questioning him, telling Job to dress for action like a man. 
asking Job where he was when God formed the foundations of the earth and shut in the sea with the doors and prescribed the limits for it and said, thus far you shall come and no further and here your proud waves shall be stayed. You know, it's God who brings us through the storms in life, who is the Lord over all creation. So who are we to question him? Who are we to ask if he cares? Who are we to think that we're in charge? (laughs) So after this great calm settles and Jesus rebukes the disciples, notice what the disciples' reaction was at this point. (laughs) They're filled with great fear, which now makes me beg the question, are they more afraid now than before the storm? (laughs) Or during the storm at some point? Why are they so filled with great fear? Mark tells us that they were filled with great fear when they said to one another, Who then is this, that even the wind and the sea obey him? Well, I wonder that maybe they're still filled with great fear, not so much because of what Jesus had just done, or because of the great storm that they just faced, but because if they just faced this great storm and saw what Jesus did, maybe they're wondering what else are they going to face on the other side of the sea. Maybe that's what they're truly afraid of. And will Jesus be with them to calm the storms that they face along the way? Jesus is the Lord over all creation and can calm any storm in our lives, and we know that. And Jesus promises that he will surely be with us till the end. But Jesus never once promised that the journey along the way was ever going to be smooth sailing. He calls us as our Lord and Savior to take our place in the boat. And I think that's the hardest part about that story or any story that we encounter in our lives. The hardest part is getting into the boat with Jesus because that takes a lot of faith and a lot of trust. And we just need to get on board. I mean, what if the disciples knew that getting into that boat was not just going to have them encounter a storm at sea? but it was going to take them over to a land filled with demons. Think they would have gone? Would, they have got, would we have gotten in that boat at that point? Sometimes it's just easier and more convenient to stay exactly where we are because it's comfortable for us. But that's not convenient for the ministry of Jesus. There are people out there that need to be healed from their demons and brought to the side that we've been brought to. We're called to go over to the other side, to relocate sometimes to a different place where we're out of our comfort zone in the presence of demons amidst storms and chaos. But we don't go it alone. Jesus says to the disciples, he didn't say to the disciples, you go over to the other side. He said, let us go to the other side. He's there all along, just as he was, just as he is. But here's the key. Jesus calls us to go to the other side because Jesus knows that there's something over there and he needs us to go along with him. And the other side isn't exactly peachy (laughs) and neither is a journey along the way to get there. But think about it. When you get in that boat and change your location, your perspective tends to change along the way too. And that's something that needs to change in all of our lives. This perspective of what's on the other side. This perspective about the journey itself. Because if we stay where we're at, 
there's people out there that won't get to come over to our side. The side that we belong on with Jesus, through the works of Jesus. And it all requires an act of faith. Not just that Jesus will calm the storms we encounter in life, but faith in getting in that boat when we don't know what's on the other side. And we don't go it alone. There are other boats with us and other boats uh, that travel alongside of us or sometimes to different locations. I want you to look up for a second. What do you see up in our rafters? What do you see when you see that? A boat, perhaps? Many traditional churches were designed that way, to look like the ark, so to speak. We're sitting here today as one in the body of Christ, in the boat, in the presence of Jesus. So we don't go it alone on this journey. We're all collectively in the same boat. Sometimes, though, we face different storms along the journey, wherever Jesus sends us out to. But we're never, ever alone. And so we're sitting here looking at this, and perhaps maybe you're thinking of the storms that you face in your life. What kind of storms do we face in our individual lives? Can we name them? What kind of storms do we face as a congregation? What kind of boats do we find ourselves in today? But maybe the better question is, what side is Jesus calling us as individuals or as a congregation to go to today, to row our boats towards? We don't know what's on the other side of this call process. We don't know what storms we will face in getting to the other side of it. We don't know where Jesus will send us when we leave church today or what storms will pop up out of the nowhere in our own, you know, out of the midst of nowhere in our own lives. We just know that there is always another side that's essential to get to and that Jesus has the power to calm the storms, not only in our lives, but in the lives of those who are sitting there on the other side. In our baptisms, through the work of Christ, we've been brought over to the side of Jesus. Jesus risked it all to relocate us from death to life. And so now I'm asking us, are we willing to risk to step out on faith and get in the boat and start rowing over to the other side? Because Jesus knows what's over there. And He wants us to get over there to bring that powerful mission his mission, so that others can be on the side that we're on, the side of Christ. And to God be all the glory. Amen.